We're going to change it up for 2020. Y'all still like Bill Cosby out there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely. That's over the head. No, I don't. Let me get rid of the over the head. What were we laughing at that day? It was when we was playing the that Pretty Little Liars game. I can't remember if that was the first time she said gotcha. It was something. That was probably a popping game. Nah. Shout out to Fantasy Island. Finally saw the trailer for that. Oh, yeah. Look real good. Uh, uh, I ain't biased or nothing. Uh, oh, your favorite actor. My favorite actor. Our, Our favorite, favorite actor. actor. Already a minute and a half deep. Like a basketball game. Like half a song. Oh, I'm not, I'm dot. I, I challenge you I to say, say no bars. All right, watch this. No bars the rest of this episode. All right. Not even if you can't say any either, because yours are painful. No, actually, say as many as you want. I need the world to know that you're the one with the whack bars. I'm gonna purposely, maybe, say bars may lob you up for some, and you have to hold yourself back. And I will watch like kid fights. All right, I'm just going to contain myself, and I ain't got nothing to say. All right, so everybody, uh, or nobody, welcome to the another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal tentative title, because new year, maybe new title, guess you're going to have to listen and see, but you already know this is the podcast where we're supposed to be talking about movies, but easily get off subject and get to talking about something else, but you can always know that it is I... <laughs> <laughs> Leo Archibald, also known as Slim Nady, aka Slim Pickens, aka Leo the Average. Um, man, I've been like Silk Pajamas, Robert Balmain Jr., uh, Peter Party Starter. Okay, uh, I've been the the Fitbit Messiah himself, the one and only, never to be cloned, never to be duplicated. Uh, but you can also call me. Nate seventeen. <laughs> Nate seventeen. Uh Nate Wars, the rise of Sky Nader. Uh oh my gosh. Junady, the next level. That sounds Junady. That's along the lines of a uh, what was he saying on that one episode? Oh, uh, no, nappers I, or brownies uh, or something crazy. I, I ain't never said no racism. Oh napsies. I ain't never That's, said no racism in my life. Nah. Uh who else I is? It's just Nady. Uh, like a nace, uh, natal women, uh, undernator. Uh, that's a wrestle name, a wrestler's <laughs> name. Uh, that used to be your favorite sport. No, it was not. Uh, nazing too. Wrestling is my favorite sport. I like, I like the how they, they wrestle, wrestle up and down, down the, the court, cage court, <laughs> rings. Huh. So fresh on the microphone. I like no, no introduction, introduction when the, the game is on. Game's on. I like uh, people's elbows and mm, jump, stomach goes through the ropes. To the loop. 
<laughs> my favorite play is the rock eyebrow raise. I like to pick. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's your favorite weird. play. That's weird. <laughs> the rock eyebrow raise. Oh, your favorite play is the rock right, eyebrow that raise. You. That was you. No Netflix show. My favorite play is, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Which I am in the middle of season two. My favorite play. No, that, that was, oh, never mind. I was about to say a punchline. <laughs> hey, right, it's only been three seconds into the joint. <laughs> Technically, for one, how are we almost five minutes into this? <laughs> Just a second ago, it was a minute and 30. Yeah, time's We're flying not- like I threw my watch in there. It gave it wings. <laughs> Yeah, you ain't gonna be able to keep up. Like I, uh, I can't keep my Blu-ray. And it was painful because I wanted to say something along the lines of I can't say it, but yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm a drug addict clearly because this hurts. I'm itching. My neck is itching. I'll give it. I'll give it in thirty minutes. He lobbed me. That's generous. No. (laughs) Yeah, that's a. I got a bad reflex. Because uh, there was, there was a, a a certain talk show host, I, was, I felt like I needed to mention at that moment. <laughs> uh. All right, who else am I? Um, Nate's out, of course, or Nave's out. Uh, oh, Nate's in disguise and Roly Man. <sighs> if you don't mind, please spread, spread your, your wings. wings. Okay. Um. It's your boy Joaquin Pennyworth, aka Pusha K, aka Kayanya Taylor, Joy Johnson, Van Zandt. You know, let's just get to it. Sweet lady, oh. would you be my sweet love for a lifetime? When I bought Joker at Target, I almost bought a, a million little pieces. You know that movie with oh. Aaron Taylor Johnson, <laughs> and why didn't you? Because I don't wasn't willing to pay twenty five dollars for a movie that I don't know is a guarantee. <laughs> Lucky I've been looking at Joker like I need to just buy it. I just okay. went ahead and did it. Stop playing I was going to buy the four K, but something about paying thirty dollars for a DC movie was rubbing me the wrong way. <laughs> like I'm you lucky I bought it the yeah, week it the came out. Play, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I still ain't bought one spine time in Hollywood, so I'm chilling. But anyways, all right, it's the new first official episode of the new year, even though technically uh, I got about five more in the <laughs> tank coming up. There's this one dropping as we uh, speak, but um, I'm going to try to be a little bit better, you know, this year. But, you know, we'll see. I ain't gonna, I, this is my new thing for the new year. I ain't promising nothing. I'm just doing it. I'm all action like movies with kicks. Uh, but have you seen, uh, have you seen, uh, no, it's a sleepy review time, so... Have you fell asleep to any movies since the last episode? Of course. I fell asleep. <laughs> Let's see what I fell asleep in. I should have just had my notes already pulled up if I was a professional podcaster. Um, Man, I didn't write them down. All right, let's go to... <laughs> uh, I fell asleep in Spies in Disguise. Okay. I fell asleep in Just Mercy. All right. I yawned as hard as I possibly could in Uncut Gems, but I did not fall asleep. All right. Um, numbers the three movies at the theater I saw, I think, and then because we talked about Star Wars and all of them movies, right? Yeah. Okay. I can never tell this podcast anymore what what was discussed between when we go like a week. We don't 
Somebody, we need an intern to do notes and send us reminders and stuff. Uh, Spies in Disguise was was cool. Just an animated movie, nothing too special. Uh, so it wasn't terrible like I heard from somebody? No, nah, it wasn't terrible. Uh, it, the, the way it felt like it was going to be, like they didn't have any way to change him back from the pigeon. Uh, he really chose to stay that way because it made his little mission easier. Uh, huh, okay. Tom Holland was like a super genius in it. Fell asleep at a pivotal point. His little crew that he, um, with real pigeons, so they didn't have, like, speaking voices or any human in them. They were pretty funny. Um, other than that, it was, it was cool. Took a nap. Yeah, this probably won't be a movie I'll probably check out anymore. Yeah, it's I'm, not. I'm trying to move on. 2020. Yeah, it's, it's done. Maybe you catch it on, like, Netflix or something. Yeah, I'll watch it later. Future. I'll support the homies. Yeah. Um, didn't see Just Mercy. I fell asleep on that when they was at the trial. About to, well, I guess no, well, it's, it's a spoiler, but it happened in real life, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. They was about to free Jamie Fox. I did the hard. No, actually, now we got to talk about the way we fell asleep. Okay. Get into detail. All right. Spies in Disguise was one of them. Just sitting in my seat, eyes closed. Woke up, looked around. Eyes closed again. <laughs> Went back to sleep. <laughs> uh, I'm safe. <laughs> and then one of those struggling, like, all right, I'm going to try to stay awake in this. Uh, and then I wrote down for, um, where is this at? Um, for Just Mercy, I estimated that I fell asleep three times for probably a total of 14 minutes. <laughs> That's, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep. <laughs> That is a very long time. <laughs> that's what it felt like. And when I said, "Yeah, it, it, it felt," yeah, like, that's yeah. mad. That's a mad amount of scenes changing. It felt fourteen. <laughs> I, I mean, I stayed awake strong. I, I got the whole setup of the movie. Now the execution, I was gone. Because I, I, I came back up. Because the first time I fell asleep, I was like, "I'm tripping." <laughs> got to watching again. And then fell asleep again for a little bit, and then that third time was the charm. Like, why they at the? Why they show me real life people? <laughs> you know I mean? I like, oh, Jackson Jr. don't look like that. <laughs> don't look nothing like him. I yeah. I know he shot all his scenes in one day. He definitely had to. <laughs> and if he didn't, he use his uh, scheduling right. And something about him doing an accent was at first it was normal, but then I was really listening to him. Like he sounds like him. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but oh yeah, so I saw that. That was good. Um, I know you want to go into detail about Michael B. Jordan shirtless scene in it. So oh my gosh! I'll push away from the microphone. <sighs> I saw Just Mercy as well, and yes, I fell asleep. You fell asleep at the end. I fell asleep to start it out. So I gave the movie about <laughs> ten, fifteen minutes, and then as soon as uh, Michael B. and Jamie Foxx characters meet each other. Woke up, Michael B's in a different scene with a white woman. And I was like, oh, where'd she come from? <laughs> I was like, how did Killmonger and Captain Marvel just team up and I didn't even see it? Uh, I think it was already crew. Okay. <laughs> I was very confused. So they just randomly showed them together. Yeah, they didn't explain how they met, I don't think. Yeah, I didn't know how they squad got together. I didn't know how they started this little business. I was like, man, I missed a lot. And then they, when uh, Jamie Foxx and Michael B saw each other for the second time, they was over there talking about how their first interaction didn't go well. And I looked over and I was like, 
I don't know what they're talking about because I was asleep. <laughs> so that was fun, but I saw I saw I was good after that. I thought the movie was good. Um Michael B bodied another road, trying to wipe away the first fifteen minutes from Creed Two again. That was great. That was one of the most craziest that's experiences. His, that's his goal for the rest of his life because he almost yeah. ruined all the street cred and acting credibility yeah, he had within fifteen minutes. Because I was getting because when that fifteen minutes was going on, I'm like, it's the whole movie. He was like, and I was getting worried. Like, what was am I? Was I seeing things all these years? Tessa Thompson was phoning it in, too. Uh-huh. You ain't. <laughs> I told you. I told you. They was phoning it in because it was mad that Sylvester Stallone wrote the script. So they said we're going to phone in half the movie and then get it back <laughs> afterwards. But, um, yeah, he did a great, like, the whole cast did a great job. I thought he did a great job. Jamie Foxx did a great job. Uh, Brie Larson was good. Uh, the guy who played the the uh, the war veteran with the PTSD oh, yeah, who yeah. did the bombing, I thought he did a really good job. Uh, he's also in the photograph too, uh, coming around uh, Valentine's Day. So, ladies, take your fellas, fellas, take your fellas or ladies to go see the photograph. When you uh, go see black movies, you, uh, <laughs> the trailer before is gonna have you're gonna have at least two movies with Lakeith in it. Yeah, two movies with Issa Rae in it. That's exactly what I well, like a boss ain't really a black movie, but I saw two Issa Rae trailers before it. That's crazy. The Kumail Nanjiani movie looks. That, that, that chemistry does. I mean, them two as a couple is. It just looks so weird. <laughs> but some of the scenes look super funny. I'm hoping it's funny because, uh, I mean, it's kind of the same like a boss, but they, her and Rose, or Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne don't look like they have the best chemistry. Yeah. Then you see the movie and then. Yeah. Issa Rae doing movies that she's not writing seems, <laughs> something seems funny, but like, you just acting? Yeah, that means you're not, that means you're getting famous. Yeah. <laughs> you got just people asking <laughs> you to do movies now. Get a movie with Kamel Nanjiani. Yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, I thought Just Mercy was really good. It's one of those, again, those true stories. You'd be like, this is ridiculous how this is a true story, how they can get away with doing all this type of stuff, doing all this to a real person. I wish somebody would try to frame me for a murder. I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> like no thanks And they try to drag me I'll be like huh. Hit them with the t- <laughs> hey, I, wish, I wish the race was I'm gonna go back in time Just so I can show everybody how tough I am Don't deal with racism like those Little softies back in the day <laughs> I was just real quick I was just scrolling down this uh, I didn't know that uh, NBC was making A Young Rock sitcom Mm-hmm I hope it's not called Young Rock. Uh, that don't sound interesting. <laughs> a sitcom, so it's going to be just a little fat Hawaiian boy. I don't even think it was fat. He was super skinny. Or they'll probably take some very creative liberties. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> Make him be a wrestler. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, but, yeah, so Just Mercy, good. Um, it's a little disappointing to see that uh, no. No Oscars, no nothing nominations for I forgot all about that. Michael B. I I mean, just put it out uh, this year instead of sneaking it limited last year. Jeez, I mean, either way, it would have been forgotten about, I guess. They can rack up all the NAACP awards they want, so I guess they're just going to sweep that. But, um, yeah, movies are good. A good um, representation of a true story that people probably don't know too much about. Uh, Like I said, it's frustrating, but, you know, in the end, it was a W. That would have been a super twist if... He didn't win the case at the end. <laughs> like, shh, dude still gets uh, murdered, but whatever. Um, and you said you seen what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, I seen Uncut Gems. Okay. Uh, Did you like it? 
Yeah, I thought that was a good movie. Um, Adam Sandler should just do th- these type of movies. Uh, well, you heard his threat. He <laughs> said if he doesn't get nominated for an Oscar, he's going to make the worst movie he possibly can. And what happened? He didn't get nominated for an Oscar. So Netflix, right, you're going to be getting that Adam Sandler special here. <laughs> you thought y'all got bad movies already? <laughs> he about to double down. Uh, that sucks because he did real good in this movie. You mm-hmm. kind of forget like he actually embodied the character. Um, Lakeith did a good job too because I did not like him in this movie for some reason. Yeah, because he was a, he was an annoying thug. Uh, Kevin Garnett did good until they asked uh, for him to do way too much in that emotional scene at the end of the movie. I'm like, that's a little too much for KG. His acting was not there when he was asking, trying to get the stone back and he was giving him the money after he shorted him $10,000. And he didn't, but at that point, uh, what was his name have gone through? He can't, beggars can't be choosers. Um, building a movie around Kevin Garnett in a stone in the playoffs just sounds that, wild on a premise. Mine, that mine. <laughs> he pulled it off. Yeah, that's, that's creative. That means that dude should. Uh, who I, for, I can't even remember the writer and the director, of it, but uh, definitely should get some more movies with that kind of creative thinking. Because using that, uh, using the game as the, those uh, playoff games as the backdrop. Well, I was really trying to think, like, did the subjects win this series? Because I know that was their last year. The yeah, they as, did. yeah, as a well, yeah, because at the spoiler at the end of the movie. Uh, that's how some money is won. But when they when they was naming that team for the Sixers, yeah. Elton Brand, mm-hmm. Baron Davis, Evan Turner, <laughs> uh, who else was on that team? Yeah, I ain't like that. And Kevin Garnett, Drew Holiday, who was still there? Oh yeah, uh, Kevin Garnett looked pretty young still. Yeah, uh, he didn't have to do nothing to yeah, make the his things. look. He looks the same. Uh, who else? The Weekend was in it playing himself. I Some don't think that was The Weekend. I think a piece of it was, but when they got in that shoving match, yeah, when they were in the bathroom, you didn't see his face anymore. It was weird because when did all them weekend mixtapes come out? Early two two thousand. I was in school, so it had to have been two thousand and eleven. It was definitely out, but 2010, 2011. I don't think he was doing performances in anywhere. Probably back not. Then. And it then was, he was perfectly comfortable. Uh, being a cokehead and whatever. Uh, yeah, for his <laughs> I just want to know how they did that hair. Who who made that wig? Uh, uh, yeah, they should have been nominated for the Oscar. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good, a pretty good representation of that nasty hat up there. Uh, who else was in this movie? Trinidad himself? James. Was he playing himself? He said, "This is my guy, James." But then I was like, "This can't be." Trinidad James was popping around that time because again, I could have sworn was, all gold came out before then. I mean, after that. No, I came. Well, I was in. Again, I was in school, and so it had to have been around 2011, 2012. That's crazy. That's <laughs> even more recent. He's been hovering around in movies like Pitch Perfect. <laughs> he's been preserving his career. Yeah, just, just die off. Again, I keep pulling this thing out. <laughs> Tell you, I'm like, I can't hear myself. <laughs> but yeah, he was in. I mean, I thought the, I just thought the movie was good. Just how uh, people was talking about how intense it was, and how they saw the ending was a shocker, like. There was no way that movie was going to end any other way if those guys were really who they said they were and he was doing what he was doing to them, even though, you know. It really did come out in 2012. That's crazy. Eight, eight years ago. Trinidad James was relevant eight years ago and somehow still in a movie in 2019. Insane. He's doing good. <laughs> that really was 2012? That don't seem like it matches up. 
But uh, who else was in it? Uh, James Amos was in it playing himself, living in the apartment building without oh, yeah. him. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Who else was playing themselves? Was it the... I mean, I'm assuming it is. Was it the same white girl that worked at the store, the one he lived with? Yeah. Or it was at least one of them. Because when, cause when uh, he got got rid of her, when he was getting on the elevator, told her to, uh, she was moving out. And then when she was working at the store, I'm like, I've got to be a different person. <laughs> I think there was two white girls in there because at the beginning, I believe she was at the beginning of the movie. But for some reason, I didn't know that was her until they started referencing it later in the movie. And then she came back and was working in the store again. But I think there was another one, too. Either way. It was very bizarre. I couldn't. Y'all got to get different type of like. Yeah. Cauc- if you're going to do two Caucasian people. She kept changing her hairstyle. Yeah, that's what I could not tell. But I can see her being have like sort of like a Margot Robbie effect after Wolf of Wall Street. Because yeah, after that, everybody was getting her in movies. Everybody was flocking to her. And yeah, I could see the same good. thing happening with here. Because I thought she did a really good job, too. And I was did like, she have a fake butt on her? I like a CGI display. It looked, no clue. it looked crazy. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I mean, of course, I mean, after the movie, I immediately had to follow on Instagram. But <laughs> I, was I, was like, CGI I was like, who butt. is this Julia character? CGI butt in what's the movie called? Uncut Gems. <laughs> not, not hello, my name is Uncut Gems, as we was calling uh, Dolomite. The other oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> hello, my name is Dolomite. Uh, nice to meet you. Dang, when I all I did was put CGI butt and uncut gems in. Meet Julia Fox, the diamond in the rough. <laughs> yeah, I saw a bunch of those titles. I'm like, oh my gosh, can we get more clever than that? But uh, what was I was about to say, uh, he uh, what was Adam Sandler's character's name. I don't know why I'm gonna say Sonny. I know it's not that. That was his character in Big Daddy, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Henry. That don't sound right. I don't know, but he was he he was having so many unfortunate things. Happen. He was an idiot, <laughs> and he yeah he was putting himself in that position. But then they was kind of doing it wrong when he actually won the first time, and they canceled the bet. That's messed up. I'd have swung. I would have crashed that car. And like, and y'all still want the money? <laughs> yeah, yes, y'all, y'all doing fault. it to yourselves. And then I had to do the same thing again. I had to lock y'all into a room. The fact he made he made Lakeith, who just drove from Boston. Or to Philly or wherever, drive all the way back to get the stone. For one, he was being very generous. He was being very generous with that stone, and KG was being very generous with his playoff or his championship ring. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was bizarre. But just seeing the mind of somebody who is addicted to the rush of gambling made me not want to ever gamble on like yeah. FanDuel or nothing again. But I'm still do it. Yeah. But I ain't gonna do it for that much money. It was crazy. But yeah, I thought he would did a good job. Like yes, yeah, Maybe he's going to bless us with some more good roles for movies. Maybe people just need to start asking him a little bit more, and maybe he'll get a little bit too busy to do his own movies, so they don't have to start doing those. And he was able to do some Adam Sandler stuff, and it all worked out and made sense. Yeah, like he still had the voice. He wasn't trying to put on no voice. I mean, he still was Adam Sandler, but just... He just did a good job. He did real good, man. So it's it's definitely want to see him and stuff or more stuff like that. It's unfortunate he didn't uh, get any uh, love at the the big awards yet. That sucks. Whatever. And when you look at this cast, this looks like a movie I would not see. (laughs) Yeah. Julia Fox never heard of her until this. Adam Sandler, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Adele Dazim. The weekend. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Dina Menzel. She getting her out of Frozen bag. Yeah, but uh, Lakeith is somebody um, 
people need to keep an eye on for the uh, when we do the yearly awards. Uh-huh. For- <laughs> I got his name down. I ain't going to say what award, but it might start with an S. A.K.A. Um, Lou Williams' son's name. Mm-hmm. He named his son Six. That's... He's just ruining his son's life just because you want to let everybody know <laughs> I'm that sixth man of the year. <laughs> oh, man. All right, you see anything else? Uh, I think that's it. All right, so I saw... Okay, the, let me start with the movie I forgot to mention in the last episode <laughs> that I watched on Netflix called Six Underground with your boy Ryan Reynolds and uh, I almost said Anthony Hawkins, uh, Dr. Dre. What's his name? Some Hawkins, Corey, Corey Hawkins. His name was Corey Hawkins. <laughs> My gosh, um, but him, uh, Lil Franco. I'm learning some uh, facts about uh, Julia Fox. Is that the actress that his girlfriend in the movie? Mm-hmm. I don't know her character's name. Uh, she wrote a little short film and directed it. it. She whack. married a private pilot. Nerd. Ain't the pilot from Bachelor, which comes on tonight. Mm, that's how we get our Bachelor fans. Uh, hey, what was I talking about? Oh, I don't yeah. even remember what <laughs> movie you said. Oh, Six <laughs> Underground. Yeah, it had Dave Franco in it. Uh, it was directed by Michael Bay. Some other people in it. This movie, you just see some movies and you're just like, yep, this is meant for Netflix by the fact that it's not good. It was a it was a hot Michael Bay mess, like it was a, it was a bunch of action, bunch of shooting them ups, but it just it just wasn't good. It was not inter- the movie was too complex for a, have such a simple storyline. All that action and all that blowing up and all those sparks didn't equal to nothing good. It was just too much. I just didn't like it. I mean, it was it was on a scale of uh awful to 10 it was more closer to awful but it wasn't complete awful because it did have some redeeming qualities within that uninspired action scenes but then you know you start branching out and the scenes get longer and the movie goes over two hours and the story it just ain't captivating and you're like ryan reynolds like what's going on player what's going on michael Michael Bay really ain't got that juice. He he can't he can't make he can't make entertaining movies anymore. We all know he made bad movies, but they were entertaining. Like you know, a lot of people don't like the first few Transformers, but I thought they were pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. They don't have the same rewatchable value, but they were still entertaining for when you first see them. Now he can't even get me on the first viewing anymore, so <laughs> he might be stuck to just doing Netflix movies because I don't know who's gonna keep giving him that bag to be dropping movies in theaters. Yeah. But then, uh, first movie of 2020 I saw goes by The Grudge. Woo! <laughs> I did fall asleep on this movie at the very beginning. <laughs> so that just threw the whole thing for a loop because this movie is in, not in chronological order. It has. So basically, uh, so I can't honestly tell you if this is a reboot or not. I don't even feel like re looking it up. It's definitely not a sequel. I believe it is a reboot. Okay. I think so. All right, so basically, um, there's this person. They at that house in Asia or wherever it's at. Asia house. Where the grudge stuff starts happening. They see that grudge demon. So, of course, you know what that means. That demon follows them everywhere they go. So she goes back home, carries the demon back home. And now there's, uh, now there's stuff happening in, or killings that happen in that house. People who now 
go visit or get, come encounter with anything that happened in that house of those people. Now I've got the grudge following them too, or the grudge demon or whatever you want to call it. So basically we follow these like three or four different groups who came into contact with this demon. And it's again, not in chronological order. So they just bounce back and forth. Isn't John Cho in this movie? Mm-hmm. And he died in this movie. Can't tell you when. <laughs> Because I guess I fell asleep later on. Oh, movie I thought too. he was going to say because everybody looked the same. I'm like, that's very racist. He was you. the only Asian person in the movie who, oh. and he wasn't in Asia at the time. Every, this whole movie took place in the, the States, pretty much. It was a different house. He needs to have more respect for himself. I understand <laughs> that you don't know until it happens, but the the Rotten Tomato score alone. Like this, the cast is good. It's just it's like the movie could have been good. It's like somebody wrote them, like wrote the outline for the movie. Like, like hey, I want to do a Grudge reboot. This is how I think it should go. Was it's, Johnny Galecki in this, or am I thinking of the original Grudge movies? You're thinking of the newest Ring movie. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I mean, it's close. Yeah, it was two rebooted <laughs> things that came out in January <laughs> that were terrible. <laughs> Yeah, he was, in, something. Was in something. <laughs> he was in that stinker that came out like two years ago. That's crazy. But yeah, like so somebody outlined this movie, they pitched it. The the um the studio was like, Well, we're really trying to reboot everything, and it sounds pretty decent, so let's do it. <laughs> and then it was like whoever started writing this movie got preoccupied with something else, or they realized it's not interested <laughs> yeah, in doing this anymore. Family emergency. <laughs> so they rushed through the script. Just gave it no oomph, gave it no feeling. The movie, I mean, the movie was violent, but that was his only saving grace in that it was short. Other than that, this movie is a stinker, and it was properly placed in January, and it was properly unpromoted. Um, <laughs> so, yes, I did fall asleep with, uh, for that in the beginning of the movie, and the rest of the movie was a eyelid struggle. <laughs> After that, I watched Just Mercy as well. We talked about that. And then I watched my second movie of 2020, like a Boss, starring my girl Rose Byrne, Tiffany Haddish, Selma Hayek. Uh, Billy Porter. Yeah, Billy Porter. Um, old girl who was on Joey. You should know. That's your favorite show of all time. Yeah, top five. Uh, That's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, Ooh, what? almost said a punchline. <laughs> and I went. Can I write them down? Yeah, you can write them down. You can All save right. them for next episode. I don't want to save them for next episode. <laughs> nah, I can't read, no, I write can't read it. I want you to read them off at the nah. end of the episode. <laughs> Cause that, Fine, go ahead. We'll see how. I'll see how you gonna learn how wack you are when I rattle do, them off. Do I need to sound, put the like exact setup for you so you know? Or do we put them out of context? Put them out of context because it'll sound <laughs> even crazy. All right, I'm writing all these. Down. <laughs> Close out even more whacker than they already are. Let me put a new pirate. <laughs> All right, so we would have the same one. <laughs> he was whack. <laughs> oh man, but <laughs> like a boss. Man, I don't want because out of context that punchline looked crazy written down. <laughs> no man, we just keep how we've been doing it. <laughs> I know how to. I can do it. <laughs> Go ahead, put it in context. Either way, it's gonna sound whack. You're gonna get exposed like a roll of film. Um, but so like a boss. The movie started out decently funny. Like I wasn't expecting much from this movie. I didn't I didn't like the combination of Rose Byrne and Tiffany Haddish just from from uh the promotion and stuff. It just didn't look like it was gonna be a hit. 
But the movie started out decently funny. They had a uh, nice comedic chemistry, and then I'm sitting there, I'm like, I forgot Rose Byrne is hilarious. So she can she can get comedic chemistry with anybody. So they were doing good together. Then the movie shrugs a little forward, and the laughs start to wane, and it starts to become what I thought it was an unfunny movie. But it was okay. What made it, what really dropped it down, like if you put them two in a different movie where it was like them being buddy-buddy and being funny, it'd have been better. But, uh, yeah, put them in a movie that's like uh, produced by like Seth uh, Seth Rogen. I almost wanted to call him Seth Gamble, Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> a bunch of other Seths. That, Seth but MacFarlane not. taking his talents to NBC. Yeah, because Fox has got, uh, they ain't know how to use them anymore. But yeah, so if this was like produced by like Seth Rogen or something, it would have been much more funnier because they wouldn't have did the mistake of made Selma Hayek the villain. She was annoying as a villain, <laughs> and I don't dislike Selma Hayek. I just don't think she should be a villain in this type of movie where it's a she's a makeup boss and it's about makeup. If uh, that bomb would have got the cast of internals, this would have been one of those movies that would have said uh, this dedicated to Selma Hayek at the end of it. <laughs> That'd have been tough. I'd have been very mad. Um, but yeah, so he said, I mean, it's it's not it's, it's it has its moments. It's funny. It's funnier than I expected it to be, but then again, it's just an average movie that we'll forget about in like a couple weeks. So But if you're a Rose Byrne fan, go check it out. If you're a Tiffany Haddish fan, go check it out. If you're a Selma Hayek fan, I sit at home. Huh, all right, about two hours into the episode. It's <laughs> It's time to keep uh, pushing forward. Now, you got any games or something you want to s- surprise us with? Nah, I'm never prepared for the podcast. All right. Well, I should save this for the end of the show, but nah, I got to get this out the way with early. So, you know, we do the weekly Geely at the end of every episode. We already have people in the Punishment Hall of Fame, which was the original name, uh, the punishment segment of the Weekly Geely. So before I give you the new person or the new whatever who got the 2019 yearly Geely, let me just go and let you know who's already in the Punishment Hall of Fame yeah, if I can hear it. find the note that it's in, <laughs> which is pretty sad because I thought it was a lot easier to find find i ain't no way it's that far down all right give me a second i'm gonna find it like i'm playing hide and seek with pennywise i said no it bars in 2020 (laughs) i asked your last one that was just so good i had to let it out like pennywise came out the closet (laughs) okay that's not the one i was gonna say so i'll write mine down (laughs) All right, where is this at? Over here wasting valuable time like a Rolex. Valuable time Rolex. You got to be kidding me. All right, here we go. So for 2000 and or season whatever of the Leo B, the punishment of the year. If you have for 2016, the punishment of the year went to Ansel Elgert because he got the punishment three times. <laughs> he was wilding. <laughs> But he's a, a a reformed soul like Ray J in the situation. Um, in 2017, your punishment of the year who was inducted into the Punishment Hall of Fame was Universal Pictures. They got the punishment twice <laughs> uh, for season three. So, a.k.a. 2018, the punishment of the year went to DC fans. They got it twice. <laughs> 
So you got DC fans, Universal Pictures, and Ansel Elgert all in the Punishment Hall of Fame, and they will be joined by another person. But let me just read off some of the punishments that we had this past year. You had Warner Brothers for working on a skate jam with Tony Hawk movie back in 2003. <laughs> that just sounds... Skate jam. <laughs> that sounds awful. Paramount for uh, rebooting ten- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles already. Um, Brian Singer for his sexual assault allegations. The Jesse Smollett hate crimers. This was before he was exposed like a roll of film. Liam Neeson for you taking his time out of his busy schedule to be racist. <laughs> Idris Alba's for his whack rap verse that he dropped. Mm-hmm. That, it was whack. <laughs> Who else we got? We got STX for making a Bad Moms Moms movie. Thank goodness we ain't seen that yet. Uh, movie Pass for coming out with a new subscription plan after they uh, already should have died a long time ago. You had the Hellboy movie. Johnny Depp. <laughs> LaShawn McCoy Nasty, for spoiling Endgame on Twitter. Clay Thompson for reportedly walking out on Endgame with an hour left. <laughs> uh, who else? We got Tyrese for shading the rock for the Hobbs and Shaw numbers. Got Sony for greenlighting a movie that this I genuinely don't know what movie we're talking about, but I put Sony for greenlining a movie that nobody wants and to remind them that we haven't <laughs> forgotten about what they did with Spider Man. Was it the Aunt May movie? Mm. I'll never know. Genuinely do not remember. Um, and those are just to name a few, but the punishment of the year came, or the yearly Geely came down to two nominees, and I'll let you select who gets it. All right. Your first one is Cats. Because they got it for the trailer. <laughs> and then they got it for the actual movie. <laughs> and then your second nominee is Simon Kinsberg. Okay. First he got it for writing and directing Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then the second time he got it is for what Olivia Munn said about him and Brian Singer. So he was out there being nasty and writing and directing whack movies. Seems so. like it always comes down to this for us. Somebody being legit... <laughs> disgusting and something so bad that it puts it on the level of a sexual assault allegation. But he also yep. did a bad movie as well. What else did he do? He did Dark Phoenix. That's two things. Yeah, so he was nasty and he did a very bad movie. That is... I may have to go with... <laughs> Who was it? <laughs> Simon? Simon Kinsberg yep. or Cats? I'm going Simon Kinsberg. All right, Simon Kids, Kinsberg, welcome to the Punishment Hall of Fame, a.k.a. Yep. The, welcome to the Geely Hall of Fame. You yep. are you are a new member. You get the, you get the nice duty-colored Hall of Fame jacket. <laughs> you get to put that on with pride. Yeah, tough, yeah. Go sit in the corner with your boy, Old Ansel. All of Universal <laughs> Pictures I back in the day and all those disgusting DC fans who I know are coming out the wazoo like, told you we was back in our bag. Uh-huh. Joker, best movie ever made, way better than anything Marvel ever done. Has Marvel ever been nominated for this many Oscars? No. <laughs> so, yeah, so congratulations, Simon Kinsberg. Well deserved, man. Well deserved. Dark Wait f- to see who get it this year. Dark Phoenix alone. That's just disgusting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, so next up, usually we try to do this, what we're about to do next, a little closer to when the actual award show comes, just because, you know, 
timely and just to be fresh in our minds. But seeing how we forgot to do the Golden Globe nominations for Which this past hilarious. Golden Globes, we don't want to make the same mistake again. So <laughs> the nominations for the Oscars came out uh, the day as we record earlier today on this recording date. So we want to just go ahead, knock them out the park, and then keep it pushing like a crow cart. So we're going to do our typical Oscar predictions. We each guess uh, the categories. I or we don't even got to do. Oh, we could be. We can do best international film. We'll be like spotting us one point because it's only going to be one possible movie <laughs> yeah, that wins that. And the director is Boon Jung Hoon. <laughs> so we're going to give our predictions, and then of course, uh, whoever gets the most right gets us a nice little cheap movie off of the Amazon. So we can jump right in it like a pool. Um, oh my gosh, you're taking advantage. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just being the typical bar Smithsonian, like I always am. Oh. Dang, all right. So we start out with the visual effects. Your nominees are Avengers Endgame, The Irishman, 1970. I almost said, I keep calling this movie 1972. I don't know why, but I continuously keep doing it. 1917. The Lion King or Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. It's a tough little, uh, it's a tough little category. Uh, let's see, who are you going with? Let me take these serious this time. Uh, why am I just leaning? I don't know why something is telling me the Irishman. All right. See, part of me wants to pick the Irishman because of the technology and whatnot. But I just feel like 1917 might go on a roll like a donut. So I'm going to go with Oh, my, my gosh. I'm going to go with 1917. But part of me also wants to pick the Avengers because I want to give it something. Yeah, that's what I, but I know it ain't going. I mean, it might. I wouldn't be surprised. But... Also, could think of the Lion King because it uh, that was really done well. So I'm just like, I don't, I don't know, but I'm gonna just go in 1917. I'm gonna go assume they're just going with the the whole real aspect. It also sucks that I haven't seen the movie yet, but yeah, I want to see it. All right, so you're going with Irishman. I'm going 1917. Best costume design. We got the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Little Women. All right. Little Women. I can see that winning, too. Um, I would say that's one of my choices, but I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think it's going to win one of those type of set pieces, costume type of things. But do I want it to win this one? I'm about to change my... Yeah, I'm changing mine. I think they're going to win production design for costume design. I think I'm going to go with Little Women as well. No 3LW. So both going with Little Women. Next category, we got makeup and hair, something you... Uh, I just, I might as well just go, go bonkers ahead. about. <laughs> Your nominees are Bombshell, Joker, Judy, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and 1917. Hair and makeup. I'm going Judy. 
Judy. Yeah, it's a theme song. Um, boy, that sounded beautiful. But I'm a, I didn't. Okay, you're a hater. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bombshell though, because even though the makeup uh, yeah. that uh, Arthur Fleck was putting on his face was superb, he could work <laughs> at any Sephora in the country. I think Bombshell is gonna get it just because of the how close they got them to look like all those Fox News people and all that. So I'm a, I'm gonna rock with them like I'm sitting in one of those chairs that go back and forth. Um, so now we got original song. You're not. I can't let you throw yourself away. Toy Story Four. I'm gonna love me again for Rocket Man. I'm standing with you. Breakthrough into the unknown. Frozen Two and Stand Up. Harriet. There ain't no Beyonce on here. I know she's sick. I know. I know you and the rest of the Beehive members are just torn up about this. Oh man. Story. I already know who I'm picking, so I said a thing. I'm going into the unknown. I was leaning towards Harriet, but all right. So you're going from move from Frozen. You know that song ain't as popping as uh, Let It Go. Nope, but just something's telling me to choose that. All right, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man. Uh, seeing how it took home the Golden Globe, but even though Golden Globes ain't got nothing to do with the Oscars, I feel like that song is just, you know, it's an original song for the movie, I believe. Yeah, it has to be because it says an original song in the yeah. category. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think that's, you know, came from an actual, or uh, what's his name? Elton John and his buddy mm-hmm. are beloved musicians. They wrote the song for the movie. It was it was, you know, it was good. It captured the essence of the the whole struggle he was going with in the movie, so... I think it's going to take home the trophy, and he's going to walk up there with his bedazzled, shiny glasses and give a good speech. Uh, but next, we got original score. for You got the one from Joker, for Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Now, I just want to say, I don't know how Star Wars got nominated for this, only for the simple fact, yes, their scores are always good, but it's so... There's a bunch of other ones I thought they would have went with, and this just seems like that just seems like a generic choice, like something like every time Star Wars comes out, I right, just stamp it in there, everything. Uh, but I think it could have been um, left to the wayside this year because there were some pretty decent scores that I would have thought they would have been more fond of. But what do I know? But what you going with for best original score? Mm, I'm going 1917. All right, 1917, not a bad choice. I'm going to go with Joker just because that was one of my personal favorites of the year, and I don't see us nominated, so I'm going to go with Joker. I think Joker's going to have a strong night. I just feel like this is like if like the Knicks or somebody won the playoffs or the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys won a playoff game or something. This is how DC fans are going to come out the wazoo. Maybe I might try something new. I might be a DC fan for 2020. Nah, that don't even sound fun. Man, they got Birds of Prey coming out. They got Wonder Woman come out. Movies with girls, and they're going to be hits. <laughs> so, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but we got production design. Your nominees are The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I think I'm going to go all over the board on this to kind of... 
almost hedge my bets. I'm go once upon a time in Hollywood. It was between that or Parasite for me, but all right, I'm once go, upon a time. I'm gonna go once upon a time in Hollywood as well. I think this is the one. It surprises and wins, but I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if any of them won. I mean, I guess that's why they were nominated. But Parasite seems like one, just like it's production is designed. Like nothing about it like stood out when it comes to like it it um, recapturing like a moment. Like the Irishman recaptured the decades that they captured throughout the whole the whole movie or whatever. Jojo Rabbit, of course, captured that time frame. You know where. Nazi Germany and all that. 1917 obviously captured that time of the war, uh, World War One. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was, what, the 60s or whatever. Captured that time frame. Parasite was just typical, just, you know, you know I guess takes place now, but just how the design, uh, like the actual movie, like the production, or how just the scenery and stuff looked, just I looked really just like fine-tuned and just really looked nice. So I wouldn't be surprised if that wins, but... I'm going to go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. And here we come to the two most annoying categories, sound editing and sound mixing. So first up, sound mixing. Your nominees are Ad Astra for some reason, Ford v, uh, Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Ficky, Ficky, Ficky Hollywood. What are you going with here? I'll say one more time. It's for... Sound mixing, so you got 1917. Um, I'm just about to go out of order. Add Astra, F- Ford v Ferrari. Why can't I say these words? <laughs> Ford v Ferrari, Joker, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm going 1917. All right, I'm gonna go with that as well because I assume that movie loud and I, yeah, people like them some loud movies when they mixed right. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. People like the way they mix the sound of them bombs and how them uh, them uh, pellet guns was going off. <laughs> All right, so now we got sound editing. Uh, your nominees are Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. What are you going with here? I'm going 1917. All right, same. I just, I don't, I can barely tell the difference between those two categories. I bet if a sound nerd walked in this room now, he'd probably punch me square in the face. <laughs> but I'm going to go with 1917 as well. All right, now we got film editing. Your nominees are Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. Uh, I'm going to go with The Irishman. Irishman, I think. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Irishman as well. I think for all that hard work that movie put put itself through, I think it's gonna get some sort of technical categories, not as much as it would like, but I think it is gonna get this one. I wouldn't be surprised if Joker won this as well. Joker. All right. Next, we got Best International Feature Film. The nominees are Corpus Christi, Honeyland. Les Miserables, Les, Les Miserables, Les Miserables. Les Miserables. There you go. Uh, Pain and Glory and Parasite. Parasite. You sure you don't want to go with the Antonio Banderas Pain and Glory? Nah. Does Does it mean it's a foreign language film just because there's a foreign star in it? 
<laughs> no, it has to be. Wasn't that a Aquafina movie getting nominated? At the Golden Globes, it was, but the Golden Globes are stupid. So, and they did speak some foreign language in that movie, but <laughs> nah, these just got to be movies that are foreign language films. They're not spoken in English, and they uh, came out originally somewhere else. Uh, all right, so then both picking Parasite. That's just a given. If it doesn't win, then that's ridiculous. Um, best live action short. Do we do these or do we play the guessing game with these? I can't remember if we do. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do the guessing game, and right, just well. to, because these could be what brings somebody back from. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's see who can guess the best. <laughs> yeah, I think we do actually do these. I don't know why. It's looking very <laughs> new to me, though. Um, but your nominees are In the Absence. That's by Yi Sung Joon and Gary Byung Seong Kam. And next we got learning to skateboard in a war zone. What is this? Learning to skateboard in a war what zone. What category is this? Oh, <laughs> best documentary oh. short subject. <laughs> I'm like, I've never heard of these. So, yeah, you got best documentary short subject in the absence, learning to skateboard in a war zone, which was done by a lady, Carol Dysinger. Uh, you got life overtakes me, Christine Samuelson and John Haptis. Next, you got St. Louis Superman. Oh, that's the one with the battle rapper in it. Smirchi, Smirdy, Smirdy Madhara, and Sammy Khan. I mean, I don't think he directed it. Okay. Right. <laughs> He's just the star of it. And then you got Walk, Run, Cha-Cha. So, um, this really is the guessing game. I'm going to go St. Louis Superman just because that's the only one I know. I think I was going to go with that one, too, but I'm going to pick a different one. Uh, the skateboard girl. I really am about to be. <laughs> I should have picked that because I'm Skateboard K, but... Oh, my gosh. I think I am going to go with learning to skateboard in a war zone. That sounds so crazy. It's the longest title. So, (laughs) that's they always used to tell you back in school, if you don't know the answer, pick the one with the longest longest sentence. It's usually right, but that never was the case for me. So, I used to fail like I tripped and landed on the ground. All right, you got best documentary feature. Your nominees, our... No full circle around the clock. Oh, my gosh. A full circle around the clock. American Factory. The Cave. The Edge of Democracy. For Sama. And Honeyland. Was Honeyland also nominated for Best International Feature Film? Yep. Go Honeyland then. Yeah, but just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that kind of made it easy. No Danny Lay and Chris Brown. That was just a bar. Oh, oh my gosh. That wasn't even meant to be like any, like, that's not like an iffy one. That's not like a 50-50 you think it's whack. Some people think it's good. That's 100% facts. Nah. Like truth serum. Uh, so we're both picking Honeyland. All right, next category is cinematography. You got The Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hmm. This be dumb, but I'm going Joker. I wouldn't be surprised if that wins. I feel like Joker either is going to take home a lot of like production awards or take home none. But the cinemat- <laughs> cinematography in that movie was good. But 
I'm gonna go with 1917. I feel like it's the lame pick, but I feel like it's I feel like that one's either gonna take a bunch of those type of awards home or take home none. So we're gonna see. Um, uh, best original screenplay. We got Knives Out, Ryan Johnson. Marriage Story, Noah Bumbach. 1917, seven or Sam Mendez and Christy Wilson Cairns. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino, Parasite, Bong John Ho, Jin Wan Han. Who you got for this category? This is kind of hard. I don't think Ryan Johnson's winning. You know, it's a real great movie. So I'm take that. I feel like Quentin Tarantino's not going to win. Ooh, this is kind of tough. But. Take. Eliminate marriage story. You know what? I'm gonna say parasite. Because right. I wouldn't be able to write a script in those type of letters. <laughs> Do they have that on Final Draft? <laughs> <laughs> See, I know for a fact that screenwriters ain't. Uh, <laughs> I know they racist, so I know they're gonna be like. I can't write in that language. I ain't, I ain't giving this the W. I'll nominate it, but I ain't giving it the dub. But I watch it win. But I'm gonna go around, or I'm gonna go with, uh, Quentin Tarantino. The awards people love Quentin Tarantino when it comes to writing. But yeah, so you got a got some tough compadres he's going up against. Knives Out could be the the surprise pick since it was uh, original and it did something different with the whole. Uh, Spy type of little who done it genre. Noah Baumbach. I wouldn't be surprised with that because the script was for that was really good. And I'm surprised these Netflix movies don't win more because people got to see these movies to vote for them. Netflix is easy accessible. You ain't really got to mm-hmm. wait for somebody to send you no DVD screener. You just hit your Netflix account and boom, boom, boom. Now I know 1917 ain't winning. <laughs> I don't know how much wor- how many words are in that movie. I'm just yeah. assuming it's not as much as these other ones. And I'm assuming it's not as thought provoking as these other ones. They must have killed it with the exterior uh, <laughs> <laughs> war scene. Yeah, they got real descriptive in those the description of the set pieces. But I'm gonna go with my boy Quentin Tarantino, who we were having. I was having a conversation today. He might he might look like one of the most unlikable people in like all of Hollywood, <laughs> but he just make good movies. All right, he got best adapted screenplay: The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit. I'm not saying who wrote this. Joker. Little Women, the two popes. Who you going with here? Um, going the Irishman. All right, the Irishman. See, I want to go with the Irishman, but part of me want to go with Joker. And I know this could be one of those things where they announce the winner and it's the Irishman. And I'm looking at myself like, why did I pick the Joker? That was so stupid. <laughs> yeah, definitely feel that coming. Jojo Rabbit, I just don't think got enough pub to win. Little Women, no. The Two Popes, no. It's between the Irishman and the Joker. So do I want to take a risk and go with Joker? Irishman. You know what? I'm going with Joker. I'm going out on a limb like an animal on a tree branch. 
Hey, I just got better as Oh my gosh, that's disrespectful. Anyways, animated short. Here we go. Guessing game time. You have Destikara, Hair Love, Kitbull, Memorable, and Sister. Oh yeah, when on the that was funny on the nomination, whatever, where there was two back to back categories with a movie called Sister or A Sister or whatever. And uh, Issa Rae kept, I forget what she kept saying. Cause I was I was working and having that play out loud at the same time. <laughs> that was funny. I just heard that thing. I I only paid attention to the thing she said about the directors. Yeah, that's funny. She snuck that in. But I'm going to go Hair Love. Hair Love. Oh, yay. I'm, I'm searching for some hair love. love. Someone to pull my hair strings. Hair Love. Searching for some hair love. I'm gonna go with uh, the one I can't pronounce. Starts with a D. Dakara. Dikembe. <laughs> that was a mistake. I should pick something else. I should have went with Kitbull. <laughs> Oop, too late. It's already etched in stone. You already pasted it. Huh. <laughs> All right. Best animated feature. Your nominees are How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, mm-hmm. I Lost My Body. I feel like I was disappointed in these nominees, but I don't know what else will be on Yeah, I really feel like there is one animated besides Frozen that I thought would be nominated. But you got Claws, Missing Link, or Toy Story 4. What are you Uh, going with here? I'm going to say Toy Story 4. (laughs) I want to say Toy Story 4, but I was so shocked that Missing Link Link won the, the, what's it called? I can see that. This is another tough one. Cause I ain't know Missing Link was popping like that, <laughs> so I wouldn't be shocked if it won. But I'll be very mad if I don't pick Toy Story and it wins. <laughs> I, I, just, I must not want no Blu-ray. I'm going with Missing Link. <laughs> the Golden Globes messed me up, and I blame them for me taking this L. All right, so now we got director. You got Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for Joker, Sam Mendes for 1917. Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong John Ho for Parasite. Mm, a tough category that have no women in it. Yeah, that's. Let me, let me, These, uh, did Greta Gerwig direct Little Women? Yeah, throw Greta Gerwig in there. Who you gonna take out though? That's my only problem. Just do more than this amount. Yeah, give him six because you ain't <laughs> taking out Martin Scorsese. Heck no, because uh, he's Martin Scorsese in the movies. Been nominated for everything. You're not taking out Todd Phillips because he did a great job for Joker and Joker's winning or nominated for everything. Same with 1917 and he did nonstop, whatever that method is called. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, you're not doing it for him either. Bong Joon Ho, you got to show this movie some love because it was clearly the best international movie that people have seen in about a thousand years. So where are you going to put Greta? Was this, was her directing that amazing in Little Women? You just got to force a woman in there somehow. That's why you six. do six. If you ain't yep. going to give ten movies for the uh, yeah. the best picture, then throw an extra one in there. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go Sam Mendes. All right, I'm going with Sam Mendes as well because I just think it's a shoe-in. I would love for Quentin Tarantino or Todd Phillips to win or Martin Scorsese. Actually, I don't care who wins, honestly. But I think it's going to be 1917, man. Young, young Sammy Mendes. Now we got a tough category, supporting actress. Your nominees are not Jennifer Lopez. 
They are Kathy Bates I mean, I from Richard Jewell. I tried to tell you. Uh, Laura Dern from Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson with Jojo Rabbit. Florence Pugh. For Florence Pugh. All right, so I ain't got it right now. <laughs> but yours was whack. Nah, I'm super mine. For Little Women and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. I'm going to go Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Wait, no, 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 no. You said you were Wrong movie. <laughs> I said JoJo Rabbit. Never mind. Uh, so she was better than... In, was she the lead in uh, the marriage story? Co-lead, I guess. Okay. So I'm going to go... I'm going Laura Dern. Laura Dern, da 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 I like the weird Derns go. Dun, dun, dun. Laura, make your Derns go. Dun, dun, dun. Laura, make your Derns go. That Dern, da Dern, Dern, Dern. I'm going to go with Laura Dern as well. I don't see I don't see Kathy Bates winning it. Richard Joel wasn't popping like that. Um, I think they're going to have to give somebody something for a marriage story just because it, it's one of those movies. Like, it's good. It's just keeps coming second fiddle to everything. So since this is such a blah category, they're going to give it to her. Scarlett Johansson barely got that nomination for Jojo Rabbit, so she definitely ain't getting it. Florence Pugh, I think, same. Uh, Bombshell. Yeah, I just don't think it's popping. So I think it's going to be Laura Dern as well. Next category, we got Best Supporting Actor. We got Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. Al Pacino and Joe Pesci for The Irishman. And Bradley Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is tough. Like steak. Oh my gosh. That bar just does never get owed, unlike a person. I'm going Al Pacino. All right. I'm going to go Al Pacino. I was going to say Tom Hanks. See, that's what I thought. I thought Tom Hanks was going to. So, of course, I want Brad Pitt to. I want I wanted Brad Pitt to win the Golden Globe. Didn't think he was actually going to do it. I was going to be Tom Hanks because everybody loves Tom Hanks. But then I was like, ah, crap. Uh, he's also getting that Lifetime Achievement Award or whatever they gave him, so they're, they're not going to give him two awards. I was like, but but I don't see them giving it to anybody else. I think the Irishman is going to split down the middle, and I can't remember the other person. So I was like, I guess he's just going to give it to Tom Hanks. So then they did they did give it to Brad Pitt. So I'm like, oh, maybe Brad Pitt actually stands a chance to win in this. <laughs> and so, again, I think Al Pacino and Joe Pesci are going to split it. Ain't nobody ch- checking for Anthony Hopkins. Um, and Tom Hanks. It's just weird that he wasn't the lead in that movie. So I think that's going to, since that's throwing me off, I hope it throws everybody else off. So I'm going with Bradley Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right, we got Best Lead Actress. You got Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for A Marriage Story. Let me go pencil her in for you right now. Uh, The Leprechaun herself, Shershi Ronan for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. Yep, I'm going Scarlett Johansson. Right, I am going for the movie I've literally seen the least about, and that is Renee Zellweger for Judy. Um, and I'm very disappointed that Lupita didn't get nominated for this. Like, just because it came out in what March, April? What's that movie called? Us. Oh yeah. Oh, she didn't get nominated Dang. for that crazy performance. Yeah, it is crazy. Way better than some of this stuff. Like, some of these people are gonna get nominated all the time. Like, they forced a black person in. 
Yeah, I thought y'all was forced Lupita in there. Yeah, not, not the person who played a safe version of Harriet Tubman. Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, Scarlett Johansson, that's fine. She got her first nominees. I didn't know she was going to double up on us, though. Uh, Cersei Ronan, she'll get nominated every Have time she puts a movie back, out. Have the cast of uh, The Perfect Score? With Darius Miles. Darius Miles. And Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. And Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Scarlett Johansson was in that? Uh-huh. She was one of the... And then the rest of the people, we don't know them, but... Dang, Scarlett and Chris was kicking it way back then. Uh-huh. They've known each other forever. They're right, best No wonder they had chemistry in uh, the Captain Americas and what may have you. Yeah, off that perfect score set. Yeah. <laughs> and they should have brought Darius Miles in. Who he play? Falcon. <laughs> Darius Miles playing a Marvel character. The fact that it's the obvious choice and don't make it sound any less crazy. Does <laughs> he want to play like a villain? He could have Miles. Is that what was that his name? Darius Miles crossbones. Hey, like Darius Miles or Frank Grillo. What's a, <sighs> he could have been uh, Baron? Uh, what was what was the? Baron Von Strucker, Purple Mask. Yeah, <laughs> Darius Miles could have been that. And purple that way, Mask. That way, <laughs> that way he would be on this Disney Plus uh, show Ooh, even with more. the mask. Dang, but then we wouldn't have the Knuckleheads podcast. <laughs> Find you somebody that can do both. <laughs> the fact that Darius Miles is talking to me about basketball. Like, sir, <laughs> Quentin Richardson, okay. Like he had a he had a decent career. You though you flamed out so fast. <laughs> you were a disappointment. You were a waste of talent. You were on one on one as the big guest appearance back in the day. Because Flex Alexander of Washington was a Clippers fan. <laughs> yeah, remember that type of stuff. I surely don't. That's so you do stuff like that on shows because you know it'll be easier to get the people. You can't say I'm a Lakers fan and then expect to get Laker players <laughs> yeah. on there. And did you hear about that Showtime TV show that's coming out? Uh-uh. They're doing a show that's based off the Showtime oh, yeah, Lakers. Yeah, I did. I did. Oh yeah, because they cast. Yeah, I was like, somebody's <laughs> play, who? Who was it that's playing somebody that they ain't nowhere near as tall as? I didn't even look at the heights, but I just saw the names. I was like, if you ain't casting Irvin Johnson Jr. as Magic Johnson, then I was, <laughs> who y'all casting? <laughs> I forgot that show sound good. It probably will be, but I can't wait to see what close to seven foot actor y'all got to play Kareem. That's- Oh yeah, they did. It's they did cast some people. I think one of them's a Harlem Globetrotter. Oh yeah, I did read that. Yeah. Okay, I can't wait to see the acting skills on these gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> if y'all ain't get EJ, if y'all ain't get little EJ to play Big Magic, that which would have been a perfect casting, you would have just had, you just had to lose some of the sass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he would have had to put a pair of basketball have, shorts on for have. the first time ever. <laughs> He would have no problem kissing Isaiah Thomas at half court line. <laughs> like, can we reshoot that scene? I just I didn't get I the, messed up. Yeah, I didn't get the <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, cut. EJ, stop tugging on his jersey. Pull him closer. <laughs> <laughs> we always try to run lines. Are you trying to run lines before the scene? Like what scene? The scene at the center court. Like, we ain't got no lines in that scene. Is this a kiss? Like oh, if still that was run the, lines. the romantic build up, like they would build attention for this for this couple. Yeah, that'd be a pop and TV show. 
Shout out to the young EJ. Love who you gonna love. Dude could beat me and you up at the same time. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> in heels. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be make me even matter. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, I'm gonna start wearing heels. If it give you superpowers. <laughs> All right, so you pick Scarlett Johansson. I'm going with Renee Zellweger, uh, best lead actor. We got Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. The GOAT himself, Academy Award winning Leonardo DiCaprio for One Spot Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Joaquin No Dark Phoenix for Joker. Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. Now, when I saw the nominations earlier, I was like, dang, they going to just do that to my boy Tyron after he won the, he shocked us and won the Golden Globe? I was like, but then when, so, I, saw yeah. he, when I saw he wasn't nominated, I was like, oh, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio got this in the bag. Easy, then. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait. God, Joaquin Phoenix was still nominated. I was getting scared when it was announced. And I was like, he's about to not be nominated. I wouldn't I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> if, if that was the case, I, that'd be ridiculous. But all right, who are you going with here? Antonio Banderas? No, Joaquin Phoenix. You don't want to double up on the marriage stories? Nah, I'm good. Okay, I'm going with Joaquin Phoenix as well. But I liked his performance just slightly less seeing his Golden Globe performance. Because I was like, or his speech. Because I was like, oh, maybe he wasn't acting. Maybe he just genuinely is just a psychopath. <laughs> I mean, forget how weird he is, but he reminds you every time he speaks in front of a microphone. Like, my gosh, this guy's an oddball. Then he just got arrested recently, so oh, yeah. for, prote- for protesting. All right, and last but not least, we got Best Picture. Your nine nominees, because for some reason they're allergic to ever put the, uh, I the maximum. I don't understand it. <laughs> Throw Avengers in there. That's what I was literally telling somebody that today. I don't care if it's a pity nomination, but if you're going to do literally stop it at nine. It makes no sense. You can't give the movie that made the most money ever (laughs) and is also a great movie Mm -hmm. and was also well received by the masses and critics alike. You can't give that just a pity little 10th nomination. (laughs) Let it round out this. Let it round everything out. You gave stuff to like Ford, Ford V Ferrari. Yeah. Like my gosh, like that's just ridiculous. Hey, they gave it they gave Black Panther one. It was like we ain't never doing that again. <laughs> and we only did that because you blacks. <laughs> yeah, y'all would have made. We always Oscar so white for a while. Now it's gonna be Oscar so male. But whatever. But we got Ford v Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Nineteen Seventeen, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. In Parasite. Now, if you would have asked me before the year, would I have predicted any of these movies being in this category? I'd have predicted The Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and that is about <laughs> it. No biography about Pennywise. I said <laughs> no more Pennywise bars in 2020. Well, you have to cut me off like enough Coke for you. Talking about cocaine. I don't get it. Um, cut you off like... Or... Um, you're gonna have to- I already know. I don't want to hear this Netflix bar. Somebody, what are you going to it for best picture? I'm going 1917. It just feels like that's what's going to happen. But something also in the back of my heart and brain, I, I don't know why I'm picturing them saying Parasite. Yeah, because they, they throw me off. They picked Green Book last year. They also picked the, sh- uh, the Shape of Water recently. 
So I don't know yeah. what to go with. This is tough. Part of me wants to say 1917, but part of me also wants to say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Part of me also wants to say Joker. Yeah, this is difficult. Irishman, Ford versus Ferrari ain't Yeah, that's not happening. Jojo Rabbit, sorry. Little yeah. Women, definitely not. Uh, marriage Story, if you would have asked me a few weeks ago, maybe, but now I feel like the steam has just evaporated. So I don't even know if that makes sense, but it's a bar. <laughs> Steam evaporate. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know nothing about science. I ain't, I ain't do good in science. So. Hey, should I go with 1917 or should I go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Joker? Because lately the director don't, don't typically win the best pictures. Like they try to split it up. Because last year, who won best director? Wasn't the Farley Brothers or whoever <laughs> yeah, directed Green Book? I have no clue. I'm about to look this up. Uh, Oscars, so white winners. Oh uh, uh, yeah, we uh, Aquafina. I bet she's sick. She wasn't. Um, oh, yeah. she didn't get nominated. Dang, Eddie Murphy. And didn't get nominated. Adam Sandler. Yeah, they should have picked one Irishman. Michael B. Yeah, I was sick. Michael B. didn't win. Uh, Jamie Foxx. I was literally holding out hope that Jamie Foxx was going to get nominated. <laughs> it was like him and his stupid toupee. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, Alfonso Cuaron won for Roma. Uh, before that, oh, yep, The Shape of Water and Guillermo del Toro won. So that Them one, movies do not, certain movies that we win and do not have the sticking power. Nope. Nobody runs them back. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's annoying. Uh, I mean, yeah, so recently it's only been uh, Alejandro Gonzalez and Ruto. Alejandro. Alejandro. For, for Birdman, he won picture and director. Ooh. Guillermo del Toro for picture and director. All the recently, there's been two different movies. So maybe maybe it'll be that year with 1917. You know, I'm going with it. I don't care. I'm going 1917 as well. So it's really going to come down to the random choices we picked with the short films and whatever <laughs> else. So I can't wait. I can't wait. Sports athlete. Um, all right. Anything else you want to say uh, about the Oscars before we wrap this up like a Christmas gift? This I'm going into a bar coma and not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> the hunger is setting in. Uh, nope. I'm just... Looking forward to seeing, um, I guess, looking forward to seeing the Oscars. It actually comes on very early this year. Usually, recently, it was coming on at the end of February, beginning of March. (laughs) Now it comes (laughs) on at the beginning of February. So Get it over with so we can get to these 2020 movies. Yeah. So So we can see uh, Will Smith walking on stage next year for Bad Place 3. (laughs) (laughs) If that... I'd bet money that that would happen because that's how much of a Will Smith fan I am. <laughs> I'd have also said, what's that twin movie he came out with this year? Gemini. Yeah, I'd have said that's up for Best Picture as well. But then somebody would have said I was smoking. Like Snoop. <sighs> All right, so next, no MTV bus. <laughs> uh, see, when you when you buy yourself, you really hear them. Yeah, you really hear the yeah, how good they are. You're like, dang, he's he really good. He's really good at it. Nah, I ain't gonna do it. Please don't. 
I gonna give you all the bars today. But all right, so punishment segment, or I'm sorry, the weekly Geely first one of 2020. Got anybody you want to nominate? Because I genuinely don't. So it's gonna be literally somebody's just gonna catch a ricochet bullet. Yep. Who about to get that? <laughs> um, let's see. I can't think of nothing. All right. I'm only gonna, thing I'm that's catch a stray. The only thing that's coming to my head is the whole entire movie, The Grudge. <laughs> So, yep, I, will. I mean, give it to the whole moop. I mean, I partially want to give it to the Morbius trailer for being uninteresting. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get Morbius going to have quite a few <laughs> more chances. Uh, so, yes, I mean, give it to the grudge and give it to Sam Remy for producing or putting his name on that bad boy. I don't even care. I'll just give it to the it can be the whole movie. All right. I'll just go ahead and give it to the grudge for existing and being whack for existing and being whack. It's not a good way to start the year out. So it's really self-explanatory. The whole cast crew, makeup team, production design editors go all sit in the corner and really think about your next movie choice. Cause that choice was a waste of your time. I wonder if the, what if the money really like makes up for the fact that no one saw it, liked it, did anything with it. Does those just like does that check? Does that like do they just walk away like well I got paid? Yeah, that's, that's tough. <laughs> like uh, almost set a punchline. Yeah, you doing strong? You going home? Yep, I'm almost the whole episode through with no punchlines because I'm I mean, showing it's skills. You have to be able to control. It. You're just uncontrollable. You out there like <laughs> Russell Westbrook just flinging them, running up and down the court all hard. See more. I'm more. Go with the pace of the game more. No B killer show. Killer Instinct, which the game, the rapper's album is so long that I still don't think I finished it yet. Yeah, I, I listen to a piece every <laughs> every now and then. I gave it two long listens. Okay. This is good. Yeah. Um. All right, well, we can move on to the Rotten Tomatoes segment of the show for 2020. I lost the last one, so I still owe you a John Wick two. So that'll be coming in the mail as soon as I buy it. Um, but we're starting this year out strong. Who's going to start with the dubs? Is it going to be me? Because we all know I cleaned up last year. I just said that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> get it. You cleaned up like you're a maid. Um, but <laughs> Or a butler, whatever you want to be. It's up to you. I ain't, judging. Bars. I ain't judging like I got the black thing on. Was that the oh tire? My gosh. Is that a tire gun? <laughs> the black uh, dress? A gown? Yeah, I got the black gown on with the gavel. <sighs> Anyways, so first movie we uh, predicted on was The Grudge. And I got to really search for it because it's already out the top 10 on Rotten Tomatoes. Who would have thunk? All right, so you gave it a 33%. I gave it a 30%. It is currently sitting at a 17%. What did I give it? A 33. Goodness. <laughs> <sighs> so I get the W there, so that makes it 1-0. So I'm starting off strong. I got. A, I think I lost two years straight. Won the first year, lost the second two, so I need to win this one. Um, next movie, we have Like a Boss, No Lonely Island. I gave it a 
You. <laughs> oh my gosh! I guess I'm off to a bad start. Ain't that bad? You gave it a fifty-four percent. It is sitting at a twenty percent right now on Rotten Tomatoes. I never looked at it. <laughs> Jeez Louise! Yeah, I was sitting there watching it like, and when it first started, I was like, "Dang, it's got a low rating." Then as the movie went on, like, I can see why people probably won't like this movie. But I thought it was this. I wouldn't give it twenty percent, but I wouldn't say it was good. It was alright. I don't know how I feel, but uh, so, <laughs> so I took the W there, so I'm up two zero to start the year off. off so to a bad start. I like this so far, so hopefully we can keep it going. Everybody pray for me. Um, but we got two movies I just don't. Well, one I know is gonna be whack, but two movies I don't necessarily know where to go. Like, can you point me in the right direction? But your first movie of the week is Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> <laughs> What you going with uh, for Bad Boys for Life? Mm-hmm. 50. That was literally what I was about to write down. <laughs> like, there's just no. <sighs> gotta go down the middle. Yeah, like, it's like. Like a. Uh, yeah, see? see, but look, look I got I, that control. Yeah, you look at I talked over. I should have just let you go. Like what? Nah, you ain't ready. Yeah, exactly. You ain't ready. Like you ain't study for your tests. Um, so you going with fifty percent? Go above, or I'm not going above. Um, so how far below? I mean, I could just be ignorant and just put forty nine. Would <laughs> that be sick if it was in the fifty ones or whatever? I'm going to give it a, a... I feel like my original thought was 40-something. That's where I'm going because like I want to... 44. I wanted to say 50. It's got Will Smith and Martin Lawrence back together, so you can't hate on it too much. You can just... Charlemagne asked him why wasn't Gabrielle Union in it. Yeah, they just... I didn't they, like they worked around it, but they <laughs> yeah. wanted to say, why would she be back in this? <laughs> they didn't even mention the spinoff show. Yeah, I that's what I was... Will don't know. I mean, it is on Spectrum, so... That's a uh, cable company. What does that come on? Spectrum. (laughs) Gosh, you got to have Spectrum Uh, to know it's like 313 or something. (sighs) Comes on Spectrum. I'm giving this 47%. This is tough. I really... You know what? Nope. 52%. I'm about to be very mad if it's low. I, I hope it's not lower. I hope it's above 52. Yeah, me too. Um, so. No. All right, now. <laughs> so for Bad Boys for Life, I'm going 52. You went with 50. Doolittle. What are you going for with Doolittle? Going 54. Okay. I am going with. I'm going with 35. This just looks too ridiculous. I get it, Robert Downey Jr. is in it, but I don't even know if he can hold up this. Yeah, I'm reaching this, this mess. But we're going to see. Like, I'm going to put my glasses on later. But are right, you got anything uh, else you want to touch on before? This is, no, I'm done. I can't hear these bars no more. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been the first 2020 official episode of the. As of right now, Leo B. Gyllenhaal podcast. Let us know in the comments if we should change the title. 
if we should give us some names or if we should keep the bad boy. And we got merch coming soon. We got mm-hmm. we got big plans for the year. But of course, <laughs> as I always say, or as that's my new thing for the year, I ain't gonna talk about it. I'm just gonna be about it. That we ended in the episode. Nah, I was gonna I was gonna <laughs> give you a bar, but nah. you don't look like you in the mood for a Kit Kat. So I'll, I'm about to <laughs> shut this off. We don't even need to say outro. I don't want to hear. Wait until this next oh, episode. No. It's gonna be a bar bonanza. It's gonna be. I ain't saying not- next episode. I ain't saying no bars. All right, and so- then that's when I'm gonna bars. <laughs> I'm gonna go crazy. It's gonna be every sentence I say is going to be a bar. Every bar, and I don't like seeing January 17th. Will Smith, Vanessa Hudgens, and Martin Lawrence, and dang, <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens got above, above Marty Mar. Marty Mar. That's tough. Uh, directed by Aldel El Arbi and Bilala Fala. Yeah, they can't sell me on the fact that this script is the best it's been since they've been working on this movie. Yeah. Their hairlines have retreated. Yeah, they Will's have. Will looked, he looked young, even though his hairline was further back. Yeah, today. With the beard, yeah. In the movie. He looks Yeah, old. I think Martin is uh, thinner now than yeah, he was like, in the movie. Like, why y'all do this? Annoying. Why Why? He why will get younger and why'd you get yeah. skinnier? Before? Yeah, they, they did. They did it on purpose. They were able to really play up the fact that they owed and <laughs> went out of shape. But whatever. This has been the Leo B. Chillin Hall podcast. It is I, uh, Mr. Nobody himself, Leo Archibald, aka Leo the Average, aka Slim Nady, aka Slim Pickens, aka Nateen Seventeen, Star Wars: The Rise of Nate Walker, Junaji, the Next Level, just. Macy, I know when you saw Just Mercy, you were yelling out, Mercy me, when Michael B. came on the screen. One, I wouldn't never say anything like that. And okay. two, I didn't think that. And three, <laughs> this ain't the typical Michael B. that you'll see in some of your favorite films. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we really but glossed over this. It's f- not a Michael B. movie unless he jogs around a neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, that didn't, fit. that didn't fit at all. For one, I thought Ryan Coogler was directing or producing this movie. And I saw that I was staying after the credits because I knew he didn't ultimately end up directing it, but I thought he was at least producing it. I didn't see his name on the production credits at all. So no parts of this, <laughs> I guess not, <laughs> but you know, we didn't, we just glossed over the fact that Michael B's body is a uh, changing shape. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. get, I mean, I get it. You can't be Killmonger buff all the time and but can't be, be can't be Creed buff all yeah, the time. But be like in shape. <laughs> Not like doughy. His arms were still big, but his middle. Well, his chest. That's what I mean. Like the torso, the whole middle part. Oh. Now you tell me what you think about his chest. You want to put some uh, pawns and rooks and queens and... <laughs> Oops! Yeah. <laughs> but at least I didn't say like or yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those. You tried to format it in a different way. Of course, I knew. I knew Michael B would get you off your get you off your game. I knew you it. You can't tell me I wasn't the hardest. I went an hour and thirty one minutes, and now I don't even count that as a bar. If you want to count it as a bar, hey, guess we serving up. <laughs> Just to open the window and jumped out. Oh, before the episode goes over, you got to read off these bars I wrote. Let's read this garbage. (laughs) No French trash.
I've been killing it. <laughs> oh, man. Pull these up. All right, so that's all I got to be is an hour and 31 minutes. And don't you dare try to make the episode super long, so I got to struggle. Like, dang, these size 3030s don't fit no more. All right, read these off. Don't laugh. Be dead serious. These are all hard. Each line is... Uh. You got to say it with a straight face. I don't even want to try to bend this because it's a struggle. Uh. I'm ignoring what's in the parentheses. So no, everybody, you got you to break it down just in case they don't. No, actually, they so good that you ain't got to. Uh, but no cake. But he wants me to bend it where I'm saying bunt, so y'all can all. Y'all could have grown at that. <laughs> Tough. Overcast. <laughs> I ain't laughing no more. <laughs> Average. <laughs> All right, here we go. End of the show. <laughs> Uh, end of the show. No weed, crickets. But no, I can we not endo. I we I they heard it. Gosh, let it out like you're releasing Pennywise from his. Couch. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. You gotta be kidding me. No baby cat. Oh my gosh, that might be the worst one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, keep it pushing like replaying salt and pepper. Oh my gosh. On a roll like butter. No, I heard that already today. I don't need to hear it again. Fell like I tripped over something. Fives <laughs> was way better. Oh. Take a risk, no board game. Oh my gosh. Anyways, no GPS app. <laughs> oh my gosh. Florence Pew, like something. <laughs> that was awful. Huh. Split it up like a divorce. That's fire. Oh that is fire. Huh. Smoking like aces. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, you're a maid. No enemy. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> Me too. No, I'm done. <laughs> that was such a fire. <laughs> no movement. Oh my god. Oh, oh man. okay. Please, can y'all start rating um, the bars or who win the bar uh, off? Was it me? Uh, definitely didn't win. Or the bar numero off. two over there. Oh, oh man. I don't even. I, I don't even remember where I was at. I'm done. I'm done with my name. His his walking pennies are I'm, I'm it's my stomach hurt. I'm hungry. Uh, I'm this. Bye. Uh, I guess we gotta end this off with the uh, <laughs> Yeah. And I guess we ain't doing a top five this year, but nobody would get it anyway. Or bottom five. <laughs>